0: As you may have guessed by listening to this program, Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine, reads books. A lot of books. He's here today to discuss one that made him, well, I'll let him explain. Lincoln, enlighten us.
1: Well, you're right about the liking books, and perhaps I like them too much. (laughs) You know, a book is a precious thing. Yes, Yes. And it's true with the Internet, our appreciation of books has changed, but they're still there. They're just transformed into electronic form. I found this book by chance. I haunt bookstores and and thrift shops and all the rest when I'm traveling. And recently, I went into a a thrift store in in, uh, Seattle, Washington, where they had huge bins of just debris, basically, and and, and people pouring over them like they were looking for uh, scraps of food on a a trash dump in Indonesia (laughs) or somewhere. It was quite exceptional. And so I looked there briefly, and I found this book. It came to my attention a book called Wanderings by Haim Potok, mm-hmm. a uh, very well-recognized uh, and prize-winning Jewish novelist died a few years ago. But Wanderings is a rather unique book that he'd printed. By the way, I paid uh, just a few cents for it because they charged by the pound of what you found <laughs> Books there. Books by the pound. This is a book that probably weighs eight ounces. Yeah. It's about 600 pages. <laughs> and great value at the price I paid. <laughs>
0: Absolutely.
1: But, you know, I'm a Seventh-day Adventist Christian. A Bible-believing Christian, and and, and for me the Bible is the Old and the New Testament, and the Old Testament particularly tells the story of the Jews and God's dealings with those people. And a a charter that he gave them that was never totally fulfilled, but uh, as a Christian I believe is now enlarged in a a unique way through the larger nation of Israel. Anybody that now uh, accepts Jesus the Messiah, is grafted into that yes. heritage of, of Jewishness, if you like. Yes. So it resonated with me to, to see this this book, Wanderings, and it's a history of the Jews. And at first I thought it was just a curiosity. Good price, I'll buy it. But as I opened it and started reading, and it started from the year really before the Jews existed, back in uh, Samaria and, and those ancient lands and ancient empires there in the Middle East, and tracing the civilizations and the early intimations of a people that might have one day become the Jews, I I just found it engrossing. It is an interesting fact that most people don't realize that the Bible is very plain about these things, and we accept it, but archaeology in, in the earliest origins of the Jewish people is not really at all helpful. It cannot be proven that they were ever in Egypt. It cannot be proven that there was an exodus. So I found this book very good by explaining fully The uh, context out of which the patriarchs and Judaism arose, the religious context. In another program, I was talking about uh, Christopher Hitchens and uh, Dawkins, atheists, arguing against Christians. And and a number of times, I've been uh, bemused to hear them challenging Christians, saying, you know, why do you worship Christ? Why do you worship Jehovah? Why not Baal or (laughs) (laughs) Ashtaroth? I thought it was only biblically literate people that spoke of, of those things. Because the reality is there were many gods, many gods at play in the ancient world. And even when uh, Yahweh first introduced himself, he was seen certainly by the the other nations and even initially by the Jews as sort of a regional god, a talisman of their people. And to me, that's an interesting uh, topic to analyze and how he became a universal god. Which, of course, was always his claim. Yes, and and the Bible is most plain on that.
0: You know, you, you bring up an interesting point here, Lincoln, that. When we look at the Jews wandering in the desert, there were a lot of people groups that wandered in the desert. When we look at famines moving civilizations around, that happens a lot when we see that people are captive and and they're taken into captivity. This was not a unique thing happening to the Jews. It was happening all the time all around them. There was a swirl of Jewish-like events happening in that area of the world at that time. Am I right?
1: Absolutely. And even the story of modern Europe, which happened much later, was exactly the same. Tribes shifting, moving from one place to another, coming in conflict, conquering that area, being displaced, or displacing, and then being displaced in turn.
0: So there's a good reason why there's not a lot of record of this, because it was just one of many things happening on, but we as Christians focus in on it and think this was the only thing happening there, and we're wrong if we think that way. Absolutely.
1: I appreciate your, your insight on that, because that's the... Very much the impression I got from reading this history, mm-hmm. that they were uh, part of a swirling establishment of peoples. And, of course, writing developed in those early days. But at the time of Abraham, it was it was barely the, the era of writing. Mm-hmm. Jews didn't have writing until relatively uh, late in the peace. They were not the first ones to develop. In another uh, interview, I mentioned uh, Richard Dawkins yes. getting into a debate with the Catholic Archbishop, uh, I think, of Sydney in Australia. Mm-hmm and he made a rather rude comment i'd like to think i know what he meant but he said that the, the jews at the early days they were not as intelligent as the nations around them i mean that's a horrible
0: statement well I, yeah i can see where he's coming from though on this thing you know
1: that's a statement that uh, regardless of what he really meant illustrates uh, what what christianity and then as it, it is. solidified under uh, roman catholicism which was not the only game but you know, with more and more the state-supported dominant form of it, yes. and Roman Catholicism has a horrible history of demeaning the Jews yes. to create a new Christian identity. But I wouldn't put it that way at all. But mm-hmm. what's obvious from Haim Pertek's book is that they were not the most advanced civilization. Yes, yes, that's yes. not quite the same as not being as intelligent.
0: Exactly.
1: Uh, exactly. Human beings share the same intelligent potential, mm-hmm. and and <laughs> anybody that that looks around the world today knows that the descendants of those ancient Jews are as intelligent as any, and and apparently more than most. Yes, but, yes. you know, I think it's the blessings that come from following God's directives in the family and diet and so on. That Just with Daniel in, in the, uh, the household of Nebuchadnezzar, his diet that he learned from his culture really uh, gave him extra mental acuity. Mm-hmm. But by no means would I characterize any one civilization or people as less intelligent than the other right. but the jewish culture came from a very minimal uh, origin of, of, of sheep herders bedouins that's the easiest way to imagine the origin of the jewish people but they were not the only bedouins they were just many groups that came and went many of them appropriated cultures from egypt from uh, babylon from the hittites and so on and and the origins of, of the jew really include some of these elements
0: I'm always amazed at God's choices that he makes throughout history and to choose a group of people who really needed him they didn't know it at the time and they fought against needing him but they really needed him and i like the fact that god is choosing us today god is choosing you and me because our need is greater than our intelligence and i believe that's what god saw in the jewish people and i hope that's what he sees in us someone who is willing to see the need even with the intelligence that we've been given and can look beyond our example of where we're living right now to see what's possible in our lives am i on the right track here yes that's true
1: One thing that this book reminded me of again, Uh the Jews were a little people. Even now, they're not a huge population. They're they're scattered, and if you added them all up, there's more than people imagine. but they were not a big people. And certainly when they began, they were just a family grouping that became a few tribes and so on. But one thing people miss, and you mentioned that God chose sort of an obscure group. Mm -hmm. That's true on one level, but this part of the world was and is a uh, choke point of a lot of what happens in the world. Mm. It's the bridge mm. between Europe and Asia. All of the trade routes went through there. All the conquerors came and went down that coastal, the Levant, yes. as uh, ISIL are even starting to bring the name up again. There was a good reason. If you were going to spread a faith at that time, that would have been the place to have done it. Mm. It would have done no good to send it to China, which is as the good cardinal in his silly comments in the debate that I saw, said, you know, China was a great civilization, yes, but China didn't tell anyone anything. <laughs> That's right. they, they were isolated in a far corner of the known world. Yeah. Europe was even more a So this was the place, if God wanted to spread a knowledge. But what I think it, it also brings to mind, which we seldom think about, Haim Potok, I think, falls into a lot of religious relativism and sees influences of, of Yahweh worship from Baal worship and so on and I think he may have it back to front, that the worship of Yahweh often degenerated into the other religions that surrounded it because of people compromising. But the real point that I think we should keep in mind, the knowledge of God did not begin with the Jews. It was there at the creation of the world. It was imparted, of course, to Adam and Eve and their descendants. And while it may have been perverted and apparently died out, this residual knowledge of God must have played itself out through even the false religions, hmm. And it remains for a reform movement, Judaism, to bring Yahweh, the great I Am, back to their age. And as a Seventh-day Adventist, I see my movement the same yes, way. Yes. Adventism is not to bring the only view of God, but we are to reform the knowledge of God in the world as a whole, in our modern trade corridor.
0: Oh, I like that, because we can assume... And I think I am right in saying this. We can assume that there is a knowledge of God in every human being that we need to just spark it. We need to ignite it. We need to bring it to the forefront. And that's what our evangelism should do, is to remind these people what they already know. Right. Even the the social scientists and the uh, geneticists have acknowledged that there seems to be
1: a uh, genetic makeup in human beings to, to have worship and to recognize a divine being. And, of course, then the argument is, is this why we think there's a God, or is it something God created to suit our worship of Him? Hmm. Um, obviously, I believe that it's, it's what God ordained. I mean, it's to see the true God. So, you know, we need, we need to think about that. But back to my point, I really believe that we do ourselves and the Jews a disservice to think that they were the only ones, it was only through them that God was revealed to the world. It's not just implanted within us, I believe, culturally, there's cultural memories of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the Chinese, back to that ancient civilization, they have legends of the, uh, of the flood. Where did they get those from?
0: Yes, yes.
1: You know, that, that wasn't just a genetic imprint. I believe that was word of mouth carried through that culture over many thousands of years.
0: And we have the great privilege, the great honor of carrying on that tradition in our own lives. That is a wonderful message, Lincoln Steed. Thank you so much.
1: You know, I could recommend people read this book. It's a a very good secular history of the Jews. It's called Wanderings by Haim Potok, C-H-A-I-M Potok, P-O-T-O-K.
0: All right, very good. A book review here and recommendation from Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine. Lincoln, thank you so much. Appreciate it. My pleasure. And listener, until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Lincoln Steed inviting you to rest in the freedom of God's love. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about LifeQuest Liberty, call Three Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651 or email us through our website at 3abn.org. Join us again next week at this same time as we examine more of the threats and challenges facing your religious freedom. May God keep the flames of liberty burning in your heart today.